I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. I'm in pain from being numb. It's like my life has just begun. I'm Arlen Hamilton. I'm the co-creator of The Valley, and I'm so excited for this episode, this bonus episode, with some of the cast, the creators, etc. And just to kick things off, just to talk a little bit about why I wanted to launch a soap opera podcast. First of all, there aren't that many, if any, to begin with. Um, I'm obsessed with the soap opera General Hospital, as we all should be. And have been watching it for more than 30 years off and on. And I've always thought that it would do really well in the audio medium. And when I had an opportunity to start my own IP or start my own uh, project, I knew that it would be a soap opera. And what a podcast it turned out to be. So we've just heard that amazing finale, that cliffhanger finale, um, which... It was just all kinds of twists and turns. 
We're going to do some, a little bit of uh, spoilers. So there will be some spoiler alerts. Um, but first, let's, let's talk to the person who's responsible for creating this season that we all just listened to. And believe me, I am a fangirl. So we all just listened to this. Uh, writer, director, Caleb Aldrich. Hello. Hello, Arlen. Hey, how you doing? Great. Um, so first of all, you came in, not at the very, very beginning, but you came in at a clutch moment. Can you talk a little bit about how you took over the reins from uh, the co-creator, Brooke? Right. The co-creator, Brooke, um, and I, you know, I don't even know exactly how this originally started. I'm almost curious myself, like, did you two talk about this or, or, or what? Yeah, it in. was... I just had the idea to do a soap opera. That's all I knew, basically. And I also thought it would be a really great idea to maybe have it related to Silicon Valley, since that's where most of my work is or originated from as a venture capitalist. And I love, there's all kinds of scandal in Silicon Valley. And I love the idea of kind of creating our own. But it was the production team at Frequency Machine who brought in Brooke. And then Brooke had her own take on Let's set it in the valley. Let's have these different characters. Um, and, and the story itself was different. It kind of, the very, very beginning was the same, but then you came in and gave it your own special spice. Right, right. So Brooke and I had worked together on a show called The Fix. Um, and we, I remember her just talking about this, uh, this with me, this sort of ideas and, and talking about soaps. And then later on, after you did the, I guess, the pilot episode, um, and then she was no longer available. Uh, she just, we were just talking about soap. I mean, I grew up on Days of Our Lives. I, I mean, was- we all have our, our faults. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've definitely got mine. Um, but I do, I do feel the camaraderie in the soap world, yes. you know, in general. Yeah, and Melrose Place. That was like the show I wasn't allowed to watch as a child that I would sneak and watch. Yes. Just, and I loved the cliffhangers. And so we were talking about the cliffhangers. Uh, it made perfect sense to me. Um, and so, you know, Brooke showed me the opening of this world, which kind of became the first two episodes. Um, and from there I had sort of rain to run with the story and, um, and we ran with it and we just like, it, it was so fun to come on this moving train and sort of like, I get to write the next few chapters. And then from there we just blossomed and I'm so excited for season two because, I just think it gets crazier and crazier. We just like go off the rails in the best way, I think. Incredible. And it's, I think some people might miss how intricate and complex it is to write a three to 10 minute episode of something that would normally be 30 to 60. Mm -hmm. Um, How was that for you? Was that a a special challenge? (laughs) Were you you, uh, intimidated by it or were you excited about it? Yeah, both. Uh, Intimidated and excited. Put that on my dating profile. Uh, I would say that... <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, I would say that, um, you know, when you have these shorter scenes, you really, you 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 want to get the character in there, right? We want to put, like, little moments of character development, little throwaway kind of zingers. Um, but we, we also want you to really connect with them emotionally, and you really want the scene to play quickly. So it's, it's a juggling act. It was a r- different muscle coming from TV, where I've written half hour and hour long episodes um, and going down to these shorter episodes. It was mm-hmm. just kind of find the heart of it and make it go fast, but like let the characters breathe. That's really. Yes. And the season one characters, again, we want to give a shout out to Brooke. Mm-hmm. Um, they are so amazing. And 
We are very lucky that we get to be joined by some of them right now. So I want to welcome Mickey and Taylor. Hello. Hi. Hey, how Thanks you doing? Thanks for having us. <laughs> AKA Cam and Sadie. So yeah, we'll kick off with um, with Mickey, who plays Cam, which is such a, to me, just such a strong recognizable voice i think i saw something you were in as a as on-air actor and i couldn't separate like i was like that's cam talking (laughs) that's cam doing that interview (laughs) which is it's going to be really annoying for you uh with me (laughs) for a while but when you first came in you came in to 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 read for a different role you would actually you actually got cast for a different role and then we did our first table read and i heard that voice and i said uh uh, there's something special there. So how did that feel for you coming in to read for someone else and then being thrown into that situation? Yeah, it it was cool. I mean, it comes with a little bit of a double-edged sword, I think, because I'm an actor. So I'm like, ah, oh, like I took someone else's job. But, you know, it, it kind of, we have to be flexible. So mm-hmm. uh, I was super excited and it's cool to kind of be seen as the Cam character because originally reading the script, I remember thinking like, wow, like this chick is so cool. Uh, You know, she's such a badass. And so it was easy for me to kind of jump into it just because a lot of the bones were there. So it was fun. My sweet spot, I think, are characters that do things a little bit in their own, you know, underground kind of way. So it was Mm -hmm. really fun to dive into her. That moment was uh, really special, um, and you hear about it all the time where people get kind of get moved around at the table read, and um, as actors, I'm I'm sure it gets kind of nerve wracking to be in that situation. But then Taylor, for you to then have to immediately switch who your counterpart is going to be, how was that? Figuring out that chemistry, figuring out you know that that uh, the working relationship. I feel like Mickey and I like just had so much fun once we got into the recording booth. Like, I I don't know. I met the other person like briefly. So, but you're right. Her voice is so, it's so fun to listen to. So I think like all those hours we're in there recording, it's like, wow, her voice is so fun to listen to. Yes. I just think we really like played off each other really well. And, And for you, Taylor, had you done voice acting before? I hadn't done voice acting. Wow. So just on camera. Um, so this has been so much fun. Like, it's so fun to just show up and you're not having to worry about, you know, what you look like and you can relax and not worry about, you know, blocking and all that kind of stuff and just like have so much fun. Mm. What are, what are some challenges though for not having that visual? Um, Well, we got to see each other though. That was the really cool thing about this. I know on other things, you know, people are doing it remotely and they don't see each other face to face. We kind of got the best of both worlds. So we're acting opposite each other while doing voiceover. I think that's what was such a treat for me because I do a lot of voiceover primarily from home by myself all day long. So to kind of jump into a room with other actors, I mean, you know, I love working on, like, to me, acting is with other people and it's so collaborative. So it was so fun to have, you know, Taylor in the room and just sneak like looks at each other, you know, because they're they're a couple. So it's fun to kind of build that in-person chemistry. And I think it using your voice, you have to imply things in a different way that, you know, you would normally do with like body language. Um, And then I learned Mm -hmm. some some tricks like when we would yell, you know, 
they would tell us like different ways to like yell up or across the room or whatever. Or it's just you you find like different ways to kind of emote that. Yeah, it's just kind of different from on camera. That's cool. Well, speaking of yelling, uh, that last episode where you're just screaming at the bottom of a pit, essentially. Spoiler alert. I guess I did that in the wrong order, but you all. <laughs> but you're screaming. <laughs> How did you, had you done something like that before? Because I found that to be quite um, impressive, the way that, because it, it's very technical. Thank you. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been written in the bottom of a pit before. <laughs> so that was a first. <laughs> but uh, emotionally, I've been, you know, in the bottom of a pit. So I think we all have yeah. at certain points in our life. So uh, it, it was really fun to, to, yeah, you have to use your imagination. And Caleb, his direction was so great because I feel like, you know, he allowed me to kind of play in different levels of it. And then one thing that we did try as a fun little trick was getting sandbags for me to kind of hold, to have like that weight of like, you know, being brought down by something. And so I think that's helpful of just see if you can have something physical to kind of use. Um, and then, yeah, the yelling. I mean, I was very happy that they didn't make me yell too much. <laughs> uh, we kind of got that in a few takes. But you just, yeah, mentally have to take yourself there and and really use use your imagination. Caleb, what was that like writing that scene, and and where did that come from? Oh, I mean, I I was just thinking of like my favorite soap opera tropes, and like the person being locked in the pit, or like the basement, or the wine cellar. You know, it's such a staple. And I was yes. like, what you know, what's our version of that? And and then the, the pit came to me, and. I remember when I sent it to the team, uh, the producers team, they just got so excited. Like, we love the pit, the pit. And I was like, yeah. all right, we're hitting the right spot. And, yeah. you know, recording it, I remember we were just like, well, we have to do this last because we're going to really put Mickey through the ringer so that at the end, you know, if she loses her voice, it's not going to affect the rest of the recording. So thanks, Mickey, for taking one for the team. <laughs> That's course, all the thing here. Won't affect us, so yeah. it's all good. Your other jobs are screwed, but not our job. So thank you. Yeah, this will be my final and best job ever. So. <laughs> I really have to give a shout out to the the recording uh, mixing mm. team and the yeah. designing team uh, for that because even those like drips of water mm. to just tell you where you were thought was so good. And if you are not listening to this podcast on a nice set of headphones, you are missing out. It's such an immersive experience and so, so much part of the character of what this uh, podcast really is. So I thought that scene again was just so wonderful. And, and then to have Sadie kind of uh, come, come to save the day. And there were a couple of little clues there though, where you kind of start to understand like she's by herself. She's not with anyone and she kind of knows the lay of the land it's just really interesting to see what happens next amazing so that speaking of that uh shocking finale uh okay any everything's a spoiler alert so taylor what what can you say about that the very end i mean are you are you a killer are you (laughs) (laughs) you know i (laughs) Well, how 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 like how fun was it to have that twist when you read that in the script? It was so fun. It it's interesting because I I guess this is a huge spoiler alert. I guess I'm going to it, but playing it like while I was trying to just do the scenes that were so separate of those phone calls, I really tried to like completely remove that knowledge in my mind, and then you know putting those in. So 
Um, I think it's just so much fun. It adds so many different layers to her character. I think Sadie's like completely underestimated by everyone. And yeah. And I think that's one of the most fun things. She's about a her. she's a bit of a damsel in distress, right? Yeah. And and, and it definitely took me by surprise because again, I listened to this in real time. Of course, I was sent scripts and I was sent all kinds of things, but I would listen in real time, um, and just to kind of be the audience. And so it's just so it was so such a wonderful way that it was developed, and I. I thought that was really impressive. Um, so we know that Cam came to town, to the valley, to take down the most powerful people that she blamed for her parents' death. So let's bring in those two actors, Kyler Nelson himself and Alicia Dubois. Hi, Carrie and Matthew. How are you doing? Very well. Thanks for having us. Doing great. Um, Hello. Hey, hey, hey. So you all are... I would say the enemies of of Cam. How do you all think about your characters? Like, how did you come into your character? We'll start with Carrie. Yeah, so for me, I can't ever really see a character I'm playing as bad, or I will place judgment on the character, and then I won't be able to be authentic in that. So, um, So from my point of view, I really have to believe that Alicia, she's doing her best. She really, really wants to help people. Um, she really believes she's helping the world. I mean, um, also I think for the comedy of Alicia to work, um, this wonderful comedy Caleb has written, I have to be so earnest and believe in those lines that I'm saying, or else it's not going to be funny. So, um, so for me, you know, I'm, I'm leaning into the great qualities of Alicia, which is loyalty. She's very protective, um, things which I do really relate to, um, so then from Alicia's point of view, I think really Cam is this enemy. Who's this new girl? Who's this new mm-hmm. girl? And um, what's she doing sneaking around? And why is she so close to Nellie and Kyler? Like, to me, she's the enemy. So, yeah, i got to flip yeah. it. <laughs> where do you think Alicia is from? I mean, I think we might have said it, but where? when you think about the accent, where is she from to you? Yeah, so um, – I was given Georgia. For me, I pull, yeah, so we worked on that because uh, a lot of Alicia, as far as the way she acts, I pull from my grandmother and some of my family who's from Virginia, very small town in Virginia. So a lot of those mannerisms and the sort of Southern hospitality, covert hostility, like we're always going to be so nice on the surface. Um, you want to say bless your heart. That means 14 different things. Exactly. With the subtext of <laughs> yes. F you, I'm going to stab you in the back. So yes. I'm yes. very familiar with the culture of that from my family. And um, and then my sister lived in Georgia for a while. And I got some coaching on the dialect to help shift it because it is a little different. So, yeah. Yes. And so, Matthew, uh, how did you uh, prepare to have your Australian accent? Uh, I've had years of experience, <laughs> uh, almost three decades of training, uh, visualizing characters. And, and no, I just, I, oh man, I love this character. I love Kyler. Uh, is he going to buy Twitter? Like, what is going on here with this character? I'm so excited to find out what, what else is happening. Yeah. Um, it was such a pleasure to work with Carrie and, and Dana as well because I, we did a lot of scenes together. Um, and then Dana, who isn't here today, but she's such a, a lovely 
just professional and Nelly Nelson to, to fit in together. She kind of brought it out. We brought it out in each other, and so that was easy for me to fall into that. And from the writing, and you know, like you kind of shed some light on on these characters behind the scenes, right? I, I don't get to see, but in your lines of work, you get to see all types of characters mm. as well, and 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 real people in real life, and to pull from and 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 the like. So um, it was just a very natural thing. And uh, the accent just came. Yeah, <laughs> just came it sounds so good. So we have so, so much to talk about, but we're going to take a quick break. I promise we'll be back really fast. And then we're going to have a sneak peek of season two. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, we're back. So, Caleb... Did you have any experience in the Valley? Because you know a lot about the ins and outs of how some people operate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just think everyone is a soap opera villain in the Valley. So it just worked for me. I don't know. I did a lot of research. Um, Yeah. I I did a lot of Googling and and reading and listening. So, um, and even in season two, I kept learning more because I was kind of like, wait, what? do they do here? It seems sort of nebulous, but mm-hmm. maybe that's on purpose. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely uh, cloaked for a reason. It's why a lot of people can't get in. It's why I decided to break in. And I love, another thing I love, and and she's not here, but I love that Nellie Nelson, even though we don't know quite where she stands, she is considered one of the most powerful people in Silicon Valley, if not the most, and she's a woman of color. And I thought that was so just cool and smart, you know, to just have that be a thing because it was really, it wasn't a conversation that I heard about. It was just, no, it's just the way it is. And so even in that, uh, in this kind of world that we've created, it's a little bit, uh, it has a little bit of a message, even though it's just purely meant for entertainment. Okay, speaking of entertainment, do we want to hear... The first three minutes of season two. <laughs> I, think we can, I think we can make that happen. So let's listen to it. We're going to listen together and we'll see what we think. Again, this is a spoiler alert because 
please, please have listened to all of season one. We've already given you lots of spoilers, but go back, make sure you listen to all of season one, and then season two. Here we go. We all wear masks. We have to in order to protect ourselves. Creating a barrier between the rest of the world and who we are at our most vulnerable is something so many of us have to do in order to survive. I've worn one for a long time, just like everyone around me. My father, Alicia, the Nelsons, but more than anyone I've ever met, it's Cam that most feels the need to hide behind her mask. Are you all right in there, Cam? And she wears it better than anyone. Anyone but me, that is. I don't think she ever suspected for a moment that I was playing her just as much as she was playing me. Sorry to disturb, I'm just grabbing something really quick. Is the water hot enough? It sometimes takes a minute. It feels great. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ever going to get out of here. Oh, stay in as long as you want. And, and after I have whatever you need, wine, Edibles, coffee, ice cream. Thanks. Of course, that's what I'm here for. I'll grab you a fresh towel. And there's the thing I was worried about. The voice modifier. Stashed in my bathroom cupboard. Not the best place, I know that now. But did you see it already, Cam? If so, then I have to figure out how to deal with the fallout. But if not, I'm getting rid of it while I still can. Okay, there's a new towel hanging for you, so see you when you're done. No more interruptions, I promise. This is the part where I throw the evidence away. Down the trash chute where it can get mixed in with the garbage of 20 other condos. Because I can't tell. Is Cam being distant because she knows it was me? Or is she being distant because she went through something super traumatic tonight? Which wasn't my plan. I never meant for her to be in any real danger. I put her in that pit that the Nelsons had on their property to make her see that they were too dangerous to continue going after. I had to go to extreme measures framing them for it. I only did it for her own safety. But of course, Cam being her tenacious self nearly gassed herself to death trying to escape. Thank goddess I got there when I did. I saved her life. Okay, good. She's still in the shower. And I think I'm in the clear. Cam doesn't know. Did I go too far? Maybe. But I'm here now. No turning back. Only going forward. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> is Sadie a sociopath? What exactly? 100%. Wow. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gaslighting. Uh, I, I put you in the hole, then I saved you. Yes. I think I love, like, when she pops into the shower. It's like, you know, when people lie, but they, like, try to sound extra nice. Like, I want to put this towel. Like, it's just yes. has, like, this extra layer. It's so good. Wow. And then you just wonder what in the heck is going on. Um, just as an, a, an observer, a listener, this is what the best of soap is made of like this is really good can we get an oscar for a podcast i just don't want i want to put it out there that (laughs) i'm just so excited about it because daytime emmy 
We'll it's so it. entertaining, yeah. and would have never, I would have never seen this coming. That Sadie had, I thought, you know, she was just a bystander. She was someone who was going to get uh, walked all over. But here we go. And so, what do we, what do we think? Oh, look at her dad, Arlen. Look at Dwayne. <laughs> Come on, we got a piece of him. Yeah, that's a right. Apples don't fall far from the tree, do they? <laughs> that's right. Well. I think it's time to bring in, uh, speaking of the dad, I want to welcome Louise and Jonah, who play Raphael, a new character, and Dwayne, who's been in a coma for most of season one. You had that great entrance uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, and then we almost lost you. So how was that like? How was the coma? Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and what did you think of the, of the season so far? Uh, the coma was great. I got a lot of rest. Um, yeah, you know, gearing up for uh, for a comeback. You you, and, you didn't uh, have a lot in season one, except for that again that great entrance. But you are the center of so much of this story, and so what's it been like listening to yeah. that unfold and kind of know that you know what, what may be to come? Uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been fascinating to find out as we go along uh, what's what's happening. Yes, and. Luis, you play a new character named Raphael. What can you yeah. tell us in season two, just a little bit about Raphael? What What is something that the audience should know about this character? Okay, I don't want, I mean, even if I say just a tiny bit, I think it's going to be a spoiler. So I'll just say that you hear his voice on the second season, but he's been there all along. Ooh, wonderful, wonderful. See, you have to listen to this season. It's so, so good. So Louise and, and Carrie, Alicia and Raphael, what, I know we don't want to spoil it too much, but what can we say, Carrie, who plays Alicia, what can we say about that relationship? Oh, um, you know, I guess what I can give is that we get to see a... <laughs> steamy flirtier side of Alicia <laughs> um, and uh, maybe some more genuine emotion I think uh, as it relates mm -hmm. to this new person yes that <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to talk about this without saying anything without isn't it? spoiling it yeah <laughs> like we're all sitting on really big secrets just like the characters yeah. you know and I'm such a I'm so obsessed with General Hospital and soap operas in general. It feels amazing to be able to have all of these new characters and this new IP and bring it to life. So, Louise, um, you are coming into this situation and you're to season two. And although you have been around in spirit, uh, what was it like to jump into this kind of feet first? Well, I mean, in, in terms of um, from the point of view of, of an actor, Everybody was so good, like from the day zero, that we was like, wow, this this is going to be awesome, like working on this. That's the first thing. The second thing, I love the character. Um, again, I'm not going to talk about it, but um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. When, um, when I auditioned for this, I, I listened to the first season, and I was like, man, I have to get into this. It was so catchy. I I, I listened to it on a, all together on a row, yeah? on all the episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's addictive, right? It's really it fun. It is. And then Jonah, had you done voiceover work before? Yeah, yeah, I'd done a, a pretty good amount of voiceover work in the past, um, mostly uh, yeah. commercials, but also some animated stuff. You know, you you could uh, take over for the movie trailer guy if they needed. 
Could in you, a world. Could you say yes. in a world? Can you say in yeah. a world? <laughs> in a world. Hey, <laughs> 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 so okay. we just did it to more casting. So good. <laughs> 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 very, very cool. Very cool. And and how did you find um uh Lewis when you were um recording this in the studio? How did you um help yourself? get immersed in the character and, and be able to do it since it wasn't visual. I did the same job that I do if the character is going to be on camera. Exactly the same process. And in terms of uh, preparation, it doesn't happen at the booth. It's before. Mm. So, yeah, you go, you go to the booth and you're ready to go. But the, the, the process is the same. Mm. Mm-hmm. You just have to remember to be still so your mouth doesn't go all over the place when you're talking. But as long as your lips are on the on the same spot, the rest of your body could do whatever yes. it wants. And for um, you, are you someone who moves around a lot or do you are you very centered or Yeah, I'm Latino. I speak with my hands most of the time. <laughs> so So you got that right. And then- I put my hands in the pockets yeah. when I was doing it sometimes to control myself. One more question I wanted to ask is um for everyone who's recorded and then you hear yourselves, do you sound like you think you sound? I'll tell you, that's a great question because uh, remember when we had answering machines, you know, back in the old days? <laughs> I remember like leaving a message for my parents on our voicemail at home and listening to it back and being like, my God, that's not me. My voice is like six octaves lower than it sounds like in my head. However, this we've, we've come a long way with recording equipment and uh and so I was, I'm quite pleased actually to ha- listen to this and be like, yeah, that's what I sound like. That's what I was going for. You know, I like hiding in the character voice. Like when I listen to this BTS episode, I'm going to be like, oh God, I hate that. But the, you know, Alicia, great. Yeah. That's what I'm going. I, I second that, you know, for me, even in act, like on screen acting, everything, I'm so much more comfortable being a character than I am myself. So if I were to like, again, listen back to this interview, I'm going to be like, oof, I don't like my voice. But when I listen to the podcast, I'm like, wow, like, this is really fun to listen to my voice. So it's, it's because I'm not being myself that it's more enjoyable to listen to for me. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah, and kind of what Carrie was mentioning earlier, it is fun to hear what takes they used because, you know, sometimes one thing that we did that was really fun is we would do a soap take that was kind of like over the top. And <laughs> it was just so fun to be like extra crazy, just be extra, you know. Um, oh, yeah. So some of those like made it in and it is just fun to hear yourself like really go like you know, for yeah. the soap. <laughs> we have to have style. an episode like that. We have to like have the, the soap episode. <laughs> it was a fantastic experience. Uh, I think all around, we really got to play. I mean, not everything that we did uh, obviously ended up in the show, but we all had a lot of fun, I think. And, uh, and that was, that was a great thing. It really made for a great atmosphere and allowed us to, you know, really just lean into what we were doing. Yeah. I was going to say, I think one of the coolest things Personally, I was hearing Jonah choke. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> he did it like several times, and I was a little fearful. I was like, "How is he so good at that?" Uh, yeah, that was that was a fun moment. <laughs> Great job, Jonah. Like gurgle. On yeah. Bit, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of scary, but great. <laughs> cool. Um, and what are we what are we most looking forward to in season two? I'm going to start with Mickey. What are you most looking forward to? What I think is really brilliant and interesting that Caleb did is 
Cam is no longer the narrator throughout. We have a perspective shift. So it's kind of cool to listen in on what's going on behind the scenes with the other characters. So I'm most excited to hear who's talking shit on Cam. So <laughs> that's what I want to know. And, and Taylor, uh, what are you looking forward to for season two? Oh, I mean, so much. I wish I could talk about it all, but um, I think <laughs> I think the seeing the dynamic with Sadie and her father more this season and like, yeah, I mean, even just with that clip, I've been mean, seeing it from her perspective, getting into her mind is just like really fun yeah. and it's going to take the listeners on a ride. And Jonah, who plays Dwayne, what are you looking forward to the most? Uh, very much the same thing. Um, without spoiling anything, there's a there's something we all find out about the past um, that uh, was kind of left as a little bit of a cliffhanger. And I think uh, I'm very very interested in seeing what progresses after that, and uh, and you know how people explain themselves and uh, justify their their actions and their behaviors throughout. That's led us all up to the situation that we're in now. And Carrie. Yeah, I think I'm most excited about just how far it goes on the scale of soap opera for season two. Like we really got into it season one and now I feel like it's like every single turn and twist and so many things that happen in season two. I can't wait to, for it to unfold. And and also for me personally, as an actor, I love when we get to listen and hear like, ooh, what takes did they use from that? Like we were in the room together doing all these different things. What did they use of that one? So I love that. Okay, so what about you, Matthew? What are you most excited about? I would say from a purely selfish standpoint, what Kyler is going to get up to, how how far can this guy go? I remember I, I hashtagged Team Kyler on one of your <laughs> posts, and I just find that so ridiculous yeah. that people would be like supporting this guy. That's kind of what the angle I had on that. But maybe I feel like Kyler is in, in a bit isolated from everyone else and I, I feel there's a lot more going on uh, behind the scenes. And I, I really excited about how, how um, uh, Dana and I, uh, how our relationship, uh, Dana plays Nelly, how the relationship expands. Is it, is it, are they going to come together? Are they going to work it out? Or is, is this it? And is it going to blow up? Yes. That, yeah. That's what I'm interested in as well. As am I. <laughs> and you only find out if you listen to season two. And Luis, as the new kid on the block. Well, I look forward to being born, at least my voice to be there with everybody. And um, I second everything Carrie said. I mean, for obvious reasons, <laughs> I don't want to say anything else. If you're listening to this and not watching it, you can't see there was a wink that went across uh. the table. <laughs> Caleb, what are you most looking forward to uh, in the pieces that you wrote? What are you most looking forward to revealing? Well, yeah, you know, in the first season, I felt like, Mickey really carried this, you know, we stayed in her and in, in Cam's perspective for so long and it had this good kind of heisty thriller aspect. And now we get to pivot into sort of a new version of expanding that world. And I think uh, the twists that we get every week um, with these characters and these four women's perspectives that we're, we're visiting, um, we really just, we get to see the different shades of gray here. You kind of question who the villain is in you know episode to episode and uh i just can't wait to see how these these amazing twists play out i'm 
not to do my own horn. I'm just so happy with the way everyone performed them, delivered them. The chemistry is great. It's just, I just can't wait to do a season three, honestly. Let's just do that. Yes. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. This is so much fun. It's almost a, it's a, I don't want to say a sub genre. It's something. There's something that's being trailblazed here. Uh, and I'll tweet, uh, toot my own horn, but I'll toot all of our horns because it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a new way of listening and thinking about how, um, fiction can be written and performed, and I hope we see a lot of uh, a lot that comes from it too. In season three, the audience, you have to let us know if you want a season three. Let us know, leave comments, uh, reach out to us because we want to give you a season three for sure. Okay, yeah. you have to listen to the show next week. Season two of the Valley dropping on May thirtieth. Wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and on the Realm app. I know you're on the edge of your seat just like we are. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.